The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. The Monday after the opening league fixtures of the season, what a start it was. I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron. How you doing? You alright? <sighs> what a weekend. It was amazing, Well, we can. We've got Good. producer John, who's Team Falkirk, 1-3-0. Yes, and that, that's a lower league. I don't really recognise those leagues. That, that's in League One. You're a Dunfermline fan. Dunfermline beat Airdrie by two goals to one in the Hearts. And Hearts won 2-0 away to St Johnston. Call the season now. Stop We're all it. happy. We're fine. Done. Everything's good. And the only reason it's Celtic are top of the league because they come first alphabetically. Yes, that's so, what um, it is. So, yeah, good start to the season, which we'll get to in just a wee second. But can I talk about something that happened at the weekend? Yes, you can. Yeah. We were meant to be going to a wedding of a colleague of ours on Saturday night. And I did go to the wedding. You couldn't be bothered. It's not that I couldn't be bothered. I had been working all day Saturday. As had I. Yeah. But then the event was in Glasgow. Right. And we were working in Edinburgh. Yeah. Well, see, amazing technology nowadays. There's a thing called a train. And you can get a train through, right. and then I got a train back to Edinburgh later on. Oh, so night. you went to Glasgow, then back to Edinburgh for I the festival? Yeah, Amazing, yeah. okay. So, no, no, but the issue that I had, I was working all day on Saturday, and the problem that I had about going to this event was I had to then get on a train to go to Falkirk, where I live, mm -hmm. get off the train, go home, get showered, get changed, then leave the house, go back down the road to the train station, get on another train, go to Glasgow. And by the time I do all that, it's time to get the train and go back home. I don't. I, I, so think, you're, I, I think you're exaggerating slightly here. No, no, I'm not. So, so unfortunately, I couldn't make the wedding. I'm not going to name who it is. I'm not going to name the venue either. But we received a text when we were in the studio on Saturday night. And the text from the guy whose wedding it was said this. Just a heads up to let you know, turns out it's a cashless bar. They will accept cash but you won't get your change. <laughs> I have never in my life been sent a text to say, bring cash, they'll take it, but you're no getting any change. So if you get a round of drinks and it's £12 and you hand £20 over, you're not getting your change back. You're not getting your £8 back for that. How can a bar or a venue put down such a rule? I we'll take your cash, but you're not getting your change. That's another reason why I didn't go. Well, let's I'm not going Because I'm not going to support that. Who uses cash nowadays? Apart from old people. Right. And criminals. Right. And we're, we're, we're not, <laughs> not going to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. But this is what the Illuminati want. Cool, right. They, they want us, they want a cashless society so yeah. they can keep an eye on us and they can track us every step of the way. Okay. So the day that we give up on cash is the day that we give up our freedoms. Okay. And once we give up our freedoms, before you know it, you're Neo from the Matrix. Yes, and we do have conspiracy theories a wee bit later on in oh, the yes, show, so this. we can maybe tie that in. Uh, we also had some feedback from the podcast last week as well, which, of course, you can watch live on YouTube. Well, not live, but sort of live. Yeah. Uh, you can watch it a wee bit later on after we recorded it, so not live at all, really. But you can watch <laughs> us on YouTube. Some of the comments uh, were lovely. Uh, brilliant idea, you guys on YouTube. Thumbs up, that's from Claire. Hello to you. Uh, user XIP. 992BX1Q catchy says love these two they are so funny question mark nice yeah that's quite nice as well we also had uh, uh, can't read that out saying imagine Cameron was in your life 24 hours a day insufferable <laughs> that's the most liked comment on the YouTube video oh by the way I'm glad you brought this up uh huh when you tweeted about the preview show that we recorded last Thursday yeah you described me is a shite George Michael lookalike. Yes. With your leather jacket on last week. Why did you have to point out? Because the amount of people that sent me memes of George Michael yeah. and direct messaged me asking me, who do you think you are with your baseball cap and your leather jacket? I mean, why Why were you dressed like George Michael last week? Well, I'm a fan of George Michael. Yeah, I've, I watched the Wham documentary it's on Netflix. Good. It's very good, it's very yeah. good. And it's not that I went out my way to dress like George Michael. That's just my style. I like a leather jacket. I like a baseball cap. And another thing that... If you're George Michael, does that make me Andrew Ridgely? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, there was a lot of grown men on Twitter last week when this went out on YouTube who were pointing out that I was wearing a baseball cap. And it would appear as though there's a lot of guys have an issue with me 
wearing a baseball cap. What's the problem with me wearing a baseball cap? They're su they're suggesting I was too old to wear a baseball cap. You as, are... as, as if somebody wearing a baseball cap can only wait up to the age of 24. Well, I was going to wear a baseball cap today. Jay-Z wears a baseball cap. Yeah, but... Eminem wears a baseball cap. Neither of those people. You're you and Cameron. Um, wait, wait, wait. I, I, was, I, I was going to wear a baseball cap Andy today. Andy Murray wears a baseball cap when he plays golf. But then I decided tennis. to do my hair instead and look better. It is a bit odd. You, wear, you know the thing about last week as well as looking like George Michael? Yeah. The other thing was like, were you not watching it and thinking... You were making me feel uncomfortable because you still had your jacket on, and you'll not feel the benefit when you go outside because you've still got your jacket on. <laughs> this week, I'm I'm glad to see that you've ditched the jacket yeah. and you've gone for the shirt and t-shirt combo. Um, not quite a shumper, but is that is that t-shirt just like an underlay type thing? Do you know when you go Under to, Armour? Do you know when you go to Sports Direct? Yeah, and you go to the Lonsdale bit. Mm -hmm. And you get two T-shirts for fifteen pound. Right, that's, that's one of them. That's one, one of them. them. Um, so it's like a vest T-shirt that you wear under a shirt because I don't like to sweat. Uh huh. And when I do sweat, then I'd rather sweat on the T-shirt and not the shirt that I'm wearing. Fair enough, but surely wearing two layers makes you sweat more. No, 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 because it catches all the sweat. I know, but if you're wearing two, if you're wearing but double not, layers, that not, means you sweat more. But I'm not hot because I'm cool as. Okay, right. Hello to Kieran who says. <laughs> This show could be so much better. They just need to get rid of you and Cameron first. <laughs> uh, hello to Green Giant as well, who said, I've reported this video for offensive content for exposing me to you and Cameron. Get him in the bin. Uh, so there you are. That's hey, some of the hey, feedback hey, that we got hey, from hey, last hey, week. At least they're watching, eh? At hey. least they're watching, exactly. I'm the man. Uh, right. I'm the man. Let's, um, let's... No, you're not. Uh, let's move on to the actual weekend. Yes. And first of all, congratulations to Celtic for winning the Scottish Premiership title. Um that's it all wrapped up would you believe that from some of the comments that are on Twitter at the weekend I can't believe that I'm going to be quoting Chris Sutton here former Celtic player but um, Ange Postacoglu in his first full season at Celtic he won three of his first seven games mm -hmm. so I would be a bit cautious ruling Rangers out right now do you just think it's a case of you know Rangers started five of their new players on Saturday needing time to gel and bed in those players good point very good point I think but but then Kilmarnock fans pointed out that they had eight <laughs> new players start for I them. Th I think it was only seven was it new seven, players. Seven? But, okay. but, but that was... I, 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 I was I, actually setting you up there, but okay. you managed to dodge that trap. Yeah. So you, you might be learning from last season here. That no, was, it's, it's not that, that I've learned, it's that, just that I can read. That's right? quite disappointing. I thought, I thought that was an right, open okay. goal for me no, there. No, 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 but very close to being an open goal. But yeah. what I would say is that Kilmarnock's players are very much used to the British game, the Scottish game. Whereas the Rangers players have turned up as their first exposure to Scotland. So their Rangers should have signed the Kilmarnock players then and then they would have won. Is <laughs> that what you're saying? Well, they the, probably would have against The Lord that. giveth, the Lord taketh away. I, I think that Rangers will have learned a lot from that game. So, so, so Rangers should have signed British players is what you're saying? No, no, no. Good I'm, British players. What I'm saying is I think the players turned up not reala realising what they were going to get. So they should have and, signed the Kilmarnock and, and, players and then. I, and I also... Without going, well, I'll mention it a little later when we get to things that should be in the bin. Yeah. But I think the plastic pitch didn't help on the day. It was bouncing all over the place. I think the Rangers players thought they could have just turned up to win against Kilmarnock. So I think they've learned a lot. And I actually think that that might be a blessing in disguise losing that game. A bit like what happened with Celtic under Ange. So the first Celtic Rangers game is in what? Three or four games End time? Of End of the month. Um, Celtic, if they win that game, could be six points clear after four games. So you're suggesting... You're, you're, you're saying that's a blessing in disguise. No, no. Well, you're suggesting that Celtic will beat Rangers at Ibrox, but by that time, you'd like to think that the Rangers team, the current team, will be up and running by that game. They'll have played a couple of games in Europe. Because they'll have some of the Kilmarnock players no. who know the British game better, obviously. <laughs> they'll yeah. have played a couple of games in Europe. They'll have played Livingston, Ross County and Morton. So they couldn't have handpicked three better games to get themselves up and running before the Old Firm game. I think it's too early to be counting Rangers out. There are 37 games to go. I still think Celtic win the league, but I think Rangers do have some good players. It'll just take them a couple of games to get warmed up. And once they sign a few of the Kilmarnock players, they'll obviously be in a, a better position. I'm not biting. Um, you know what? I did see a lot of Rangers fans bemoaning the style of play on Saturday night. 
saying that it was very one-dimensional. It's They've had success with it over the last few years, obviously, some success. Um, but a lot of it relies on the fullbacks having good games, Tavernier, Barisic getting balls into the box. But if you've got two big centre-halves like Kelly had, they just gobble that up all day. I mean, it was like Kilmarnock, I thought, were pretty comfortable. I thought Kilmarnock were excellent. I think they deserved their win. I felt sorry for John Souter, who I thought had a great game for Rangers. The boy in front of him, was it Goldson that missed the header? And then he can't react quick enough. And the finish is really good. I think the only positives for Rangers on the day, I thought Souter was good. Yeah, and a lot of people might point a finger in for the fault of the goal, but I wouldn't. I thought he was good. I thought Butland and Golden have much to do, but he looked all right. Raskin is their best player. I wasn't impressed at all with what was... No what, Todd Cantwell in the starting lineup. Bizarre. He was their best player at the end of last season. Bizarre call. I just wonder whether... Michael Beale has underestimated Kilmarnock and he's got one eye on the Champions League game and that's why he didn't start Cantwell. You can't be doing that. You cannot be doing that, especially on the opening day of the season when Celtic have just won 4-2. But I, as I said, I think it'll be a blessing in disguise and I'm going to say it now. I think Rangers will come good and I think it will be a tight title race, but it might take Rangers two or three games to get into the swing of things. Kilmarnock, on the other hand, Very I good. don't think any of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard pundits nor you or I pick them as either being in the playoff or the relegation spots. No. No. Um, and I think that sort of goes to show if they can continue their decent home form, they should be fine anyway, like they were last season. But from Saturday, if you're a Kelly fan, you're going into the season very, very positive. What a start. I actually said in a group chat that I think I'm in with you, I actually think Kelly could threaten top six. I thought they were that good. Well organised, well drilled. That All their points that they won last year were at home on that plastic pitch. So if they can improve their... Um, away record then they've got a fantastic chance now you completely wrote Kilmarnock off on Saturday we were on the big Saturday football show you said Rangers would win by a few goals I think is what you said um, I think I'm right in saying there was actually a caller on Super Scoreboard last week I think his name was Simon Kilmarnock fan I happened to hear it and he was saying that since 2011 Rangers have only won once by more than one goal uh, at Rugby Park in the last six matches, Kilmarnock have won three, Rangers have won three at Rugby Park, so a hard place to go. That record now stands at the last seven matches, Kilmarnock have won four, and Rangers have only won three. So Rangers have struggled. What's your point? At Rugby Park. What's your point? I said it was going to be tight on Saturday, and you said it was going to be an absolute thumping. So therefore, I was just wanting that cleared up that I was right and you were wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Should we move on to Celtic? Yes, let's move on to Celtic, who won 4 2, kicked off the season in the Premiership on Saturday lunchtime. Uh, four goals, not to be sniffed at, but I think plenty to be sniffing about the performance because it wasn't it wasn't vintage Celtic, was it? Was it was poor. It was poor. They're at home, they're the champions, new manager. I thought they were poor. I thought Ross County in that first 15, 20 minutes before they gave away the penalty were by far the better team. I thought Celtic looked disjointed. Ross County took the game to them and they could have been one or two up. Uh, I know we'll get to VA, WTF VAR shortly and that challenge from Hart should have been a penalty or not, we'll get to that shortly. But in the end, Celtic's quality shone through and that was the difference between Rangers and Celtic. They know how to get the job done even when they're not playing well and that's a good mentality to have. I thought Celtic did what they needed to do, they did enough, but they were not great. Three points in the bag. Yes. I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will have taken that before well, the game. You've been concerned about the performance. Four goals, though. Scoring four goals. Forget that. The performance wasn't good. It, it really wasn't. Do you know what? The, the positive for me was Turnbull. This is a boy who's been out in the cold. Now, we said this last week. He's been starting quite a lot of the pre-season matches. Is he just the sort of player that Rodgers can come in and get a tune out yes. of? when it looked like his sort of Celtic career was just sort of drifting away. He did that with Forrest when he yeah. came in the first time around, he did it with Scott Brown the first time around as well. Is David Turnbull going to be an important player for Celtic going on this season? I hope so, because then it'll be good for Scotland. And He's got a goal in him. He's a good player, strong player. He's box to box. I thought he was excellent. He was Celtic's man of the match. And that's the real positive to come out of the game. 
In terms of Ross County, Very you, good. you had them down as playoff contenders. Playoff contenders, but you've totally switched that round no, now. I haven't. And you think no, they're no, going to be no, challenging no, no. for third place? Is no, that no, right? No, yeah. that's, a, that's a lie. You're putting words in my mouth again. And if you continue to do that, then there's going to be a problem between you and I. Okay, right. Um, no, I didn't say that. What I said was I was mighty impressed by Ross County the weekend against Celtic. And uh, they might prove me wrong in others by actually getting themselves further up the table than what many might expect. I actually think if they continue to play like that, they will win quite a few points. They were dangerous on the break. I thought they were quite strong. Yes, they conceded four goals, one of which was a penalty, but they won the second half. They beat Celtic 2-1 in the second half. They won the second half 2-1. That's a positive. Take yeah. that as a positive. It's a game of two halves, Absolutely. is it not? Is it a game of two halves? Well, Is that a game of two halves? Well, they don't get any points for winning the second half. I'm just half. asking, is that a game of two halves? Well... Yes, Celtic won the first half 3-1. Yeah. No, uh, 3-0. No, 2-0. What was the score at halftime? It was 3-0 at halftime. 3-0. So they come out in the second half and Ross County won it 2-1. And that's all your manager would be saying to you at halftime, right, do you know what? We're 3-0 down, go out and win the second half. And they've gone and done that. They can take a huge positive from that. I'm still sticking with them to finish second so bottom. You still because right. we're going to get to Dundee in just a second. I thought they were sensational against Motherwell. Should have won the game. I thought Kilmarnock were excellent against Rangers. So that's why I'm. I thought and St Mirren Hibs. What a game that was. So I still think Ross County will be second bottom. Can you turn that music down a wee bit. I can hardly hear myself speaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's turning it up so loud, I think, just to drown you out. Aye, thank you, thank you. You know, I got a funny message from one of my mates last week and he was like, uh, your new producer, he was like, does he not speak on the podcast? And he just put a picture of, remember, you didn't watch Breaking Bad, but everyone no. else has, uh, Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad. Hector who? Hector Salamanca. The guy actually died last week uh, in real life, uh, but he was in Breaking Bad and he was one of the big sort of cartel bosses and he only communicated by going... That was it. Did not speak? No. Uh, and that is basically... So he's producer Hector now, as opposed to producer Don, I think. So he doesn't speak? Exactly. Producer John. He only speaks when he does the quiz at the end. That's okay. the only time he's allowed to speak. Otherwise... That's how he communicates, okay? Is producer John coming in here to do the quiz? Uh, no. He's uh, not. He's, is he the voice from the gods? He can't be shown on camera. Um, right. Otherwise, we need to put another warning on the YouTube video. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's all right, John, right? Calm down. So, okay. so, so listen, we, we touched on Hibs, uh, um, uh, sorry, Dundee. We touched on um, Hibs as well. Um, let's go Aberdeen. Okay, let's go to Aberdeen. Uh, goalless on Saturday There's against not Livingston. Not, not much, much to be said. said. I don't think it was much of a game. Uh, but Livy up and running. They'd have taken that before the match. And probably Aberdeen will have taken that before the match. Can, can I just say, when it gets, comes to Livingston, a lot of people think that I've got it in for Livingston. A lot of people think that I've got an agenda against the Livingston. And I got, that I got accused of that last year, that I have a hidden agenda against Livingston. And I'm sorry, Livingston fans but they would get football stopped. Football would end as a game if it was Livingston. It's horrendous. It's awful. They're an embarrassment. I think, I think, producer John, we've had our first Ewan Cameron hot take of the afternoon. <laughs> so if we could have explosion, please, let's go. <laughs> there we go, there we go. They are, they, they, that will get the game killed. There would be no, there there would be no football on this planet if we all played like Livingston. That's they, the first they, Ewan Cameron hot take explosion of the day. Can I also point out they need relegated and relegated into oblivion. Thank you. If they continue to play like that, so there's a caveat to that. They might improve and become Brazil okay. next week when they go to Ibrox. But um, I, I, until they change their philosophy when it comes to football. They need to need to go. One more explosion, please, John. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Aberdeen, uh, will they be happy with a point? No. Oh, did you see what I sent on the group chat? Yeah, Aberdeen fans moan all the time, though. You and you should know that better than Aberdeen most. fans are absolutely raging when it comes to the performance against Limousine. Can I read out some of the comments? Yes, go for it. Um, hold on, I put it in the group chat, didn't I? Because I found it quite funny. From Paul Ramsey, dire stuff, mitigating factors, awful pitch, awful ref. Livingston are the epitome of anti-football. Right. I, I actually agree with you, Paul. Yeah, but that, that's, that's he's agreeing with you saying hold on, that second. it's like I'm, Livingston, I'm, mitigating I'm, circumstances. Have, have, I, have I finished? No, I haven't. Um, Deludi Dandy, long season on mediocrity ahead unless some first-team signings come in. 
Um, Utter Pish says Andy the Red. Um, Jim Boyle says very poor. Robson was outthought by uh, Martindale. Use of subs were baffling. And perseverance with long balls is very disappointing. And then from Russ, very concerned about Robson's tactics here. Punting long balls up to the Libby Bruisers in defence was not the answer. And a lot of people were saying that Barry Robson did not have a plan B and they have their doubts about the manager, which I said when they made the appointment. So I thought Aberdeen were poor. I thought Shinny was awful in the middle of the park. But again, I don't think the plastic pitch helps. Okay. And I think Rangers found out against Killy and I think that um, Aberdeen found out against Livingston. And that is why those two teams will probably gain most of their points at home because they know the pitch inside and out. Aberdeen play Celtic this coming Sunday as the lunchtime kickoff at Petodre. Uh, let's move on to Hearts then, beating St Johnston by two goals to nil. Um, Hearts second win in Perth in the last 11 years. So it's not been a happy hunting ground, but it was on Saturday. Uh, Alex Rowley, uh, Alex Rowley, Alex uh, Lowry, I should say, oh. uh, came off the bench. Um, looks Orgasmic. like he's, looks like he's going to be a big player. Orgasmic. That that boy is a talent, and how Rangers have let him go is beyond me. This is a boy who was creating chances left, right, and centre. Quick feet, really good on the ball, got an eye for a pass, skillful, good to watch. That's 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 why you go to watch football. So if Livingston are killing football, Alex Lowry is saving football. Alex he, Alex Lowry is saving football. Alex, if if Livingston are killing it. Alex Lowry is saving football. Okay, right. right. I, I think, yeah, I think that deserves another wee explosion. Well, hold on, I'm not finished yet. Alex Lowry was sensational and he only was on the pitch for about 18 minutes. And in that 18 minutes, one impact that boy had. He was getting us free kicks, his quick feet. It reminded me of watching Zico in 1982 at the World Cup in Spain. That's how good he was. His close control was unbelievable. They couldn't get the ball off him. So. And why Rangers have let him go is beyond me because that's the type of player that you want if you're finding it difficult to cut defences open he created the second goal he is his, his, his vision to lob the ball over the St Johnston defence to see Liam Boyce out on the wing on his own and Liam Boyce runs into the box cuts it back to Shanklin bang in you go goal 2-0 three points up the road yeah dancer Alex Lowry saving Scottish football and is going to get Hart second in the league I mean like even by your standards, that's insane. Yeah, you and Cameron we, 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 take we, We've got strength and depth. We've got Tagawa who came on was sensational. Oda was unbelievable. Cool. Boyce is coming back. Beningame is back. It's like a new signing. Vargas has just arrived. Another forward-thinking player. We are looking red hot, and we've got Halkett to come back as well. Kent at the back. Oh, signing from Peterborough. Oh, he was a colossus. He won every header. I am so, so, so excited about this Hearts team. I think that we could split the old firm this year and I think we'll win a cup. I mean, that's just... Alex Lowry saving football. I don't think Alex Lowry... I mean... Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about Simmerman versus Hibs and Hibs getting pumped. You can't... I mean... Yeah, okay, right. I was going to talk about St. Johnson just very quickly there, to be honest. They were shite. Uh, uh, but you said they're not going to be in the bottom two. Uh, after that performance. Um, so you've ch changed your mind after a week? No, well, no, 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 no. No, you said it was going to be Ross County and Livingston in the I'm bottom two. I, I tell you what, if they play... So, like so St. Johnson will be fine then? They're not going um, to get relegated? Well, no problems? Let's let's get the first 10 games out the road and then we'll oh, see. Oh, the first 10 games out the road. Uh -huh. Right, so you're changing your mind again there. <laughs> yes, I have. Right, okay, right, what, that's what's fine. What's the manager's name there again? Uh, Stephen McLean. Oh, he's lucky if he stays for another three weeks. Okay, uh, Hibs versus St. Mirren. Uh, that was yesterday and... Uh, uh, Absolutely brilliant win for St Mellon. Uh, Alex, oh, Grieve, Alex Grieve with the winner, uh, but some great goals in the game as well. Obviously, Mark O'Hara uh, scoring from the penalty spot. I thought that uh, Hibbs' first goal was absolutely sensational. Yes. I think Adam LaFondra is saving Scottish football. <laughs> If we're, if we're going on that, if we're going on that measurement, um, uh, Christian Deutsch back amongst the goals as well. Looks like he's going to be an important player for Hibs. A lot of unhappy Hibs fans, though. The first hour not good enough, according to them. But St Mirren go back along the M8 with all three points. I watched the extended highlights on Sports Scene last night, 
and St Mirren were good for their 2-0 lead but seeing that second half I've got to say even as a Hearts fan I was impressed with Hibs I mean they battered St Mirren right and see when it's gone 2-2 there's only one winner in that game they create chance after chance Dylan Levitt a couple of shots cleared off the line at 2-2 and if they do score the third goal they would go on and win the game and I think because they were pushing for that winner because they could smell blood it left space at the back but what a cross from Kilty and Greaves header what a controlled, skillful header that is over the top of um, David Marshall. So, again, first game of the season. I think if you're a Hibs fan, in the cold light of day and you look at that performance, particularly in the second half, I would be optimistic. I thought they were really good in that second half. And a threat, a proper goal threat. Now, St Mirren, you completely wrote off last week and said they'd be nowhere near top, top six. six. But if you're going to Easter Road and winning, that's a, that's a decent don't, start. Don't get me wrong, I, I thought it was a great game of football and I thought St Mirren played their part and they deserved their 2-0 lead. I still don't think they'll get top six. I would say that Kilmarnock, at the moment, based on just the weekend results, are favourites to get in the top six. OK, we'll chat more about Dundee versus Motherwell. Obviously finish 1-1. Uh, the Bear scoring for Motherwell good as goal. well. It was a good goal and... And then uh, a good header at the back post from Cameron uh, getting the equaliser. But we'll chat more about Dundee Motherwell in WTF VAR in just a wee second. Uh, elsewhere, let's move on to the Championship. It was a winning start for Dundee United on Friday night. 4-0 winners against our both. It was an absolute stroll at Gayfield for Jim Goodwin's men. And I think if Louis Moult can remain fit... This season, I think Dundee United are heavy, heavy, heavy favourites for the Championship. I watched the game at Gayfield on Friday night. I only watched the first half. That's all you needed to watch to see that our broth are pish and that Dundee United are head and shoulders better than anyone in that league. They will walk it. I was very impressed with Dundee United. And then I switched over and watched Sheffield... Who did I watch? Sheffield Wednesday versus um, Southampton. Southampton yes. I watched that instead. Okay. So yeah, that first half performance... Dundee United, very good, winning the league, right? League one. Okay, no, well, let's move on to other games in the championship. Oh, okay. uh, Dunfermline coming from well, a goal behind. Oh, you want to talk about your team? I see if you'd lost it the weekend, would you have Would you have, Would you? you have spoken about it? No, you wouldn't have. Yeah, we'd have. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah, we'd have. I'm going to go through all the games. Yeah, Dunfermline, right? They won 2 1 against Airdrie. Whoop to do. From, you're, you're not going to chance for the league title. Coming, coming from a goal down as well against Amazing. a decent Airdrie side. 5,000, a crowd at East End the Park on Saturday. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad at all. Uh, a good comeback win for Morton as well, who managed to beat Ayr. Um, so Morton have lost just one of their last 11 games. So good, win, uh, that. good way to start the, uh, the championship season for them. Oh. Uh, Queen's Park beating Inverness by two goals to one. Inverness, uh, I think, are going to struggle a wee bit this season, to be perfectly honest with you. Not a happy fan base there. And Partick Thistle were 2 0 up against Wraith Rovers and then two goals in the final 10 minutes mean that the Rovers go back along the road with a point and it is Dunfermline versus Dundee United this coming Saturday so that's going to be a big one where's, that? where's that about? it's at Tannadice oh you're going to get pumped in League 1 there were wins for Falkirk for Hamilton for Kelty uh, what a game at Palmerston have finished Queen of the South 3 Alloa 4 and still in Albion back in League 1 for the first time in a few years beating Edinburgh City by a goal to nil uh, Paul McGowan was sent off for Cove for flicking the Vickies at the crowd so that's uh, <laughs> standard Paul McGowan behaviour so uh, <laughs> Cove finished the game with 10 men right, there okay. here's, here's my question on that right mm -hmm. and I know producer John is listening so there's three of us in here yeah by flicking the vickies at the crowd, is that a sending off offence? I don't think so. I, I would be... Producer John, go and just tell Stephen in your, his ear what you think. So it's one ring for yes and two rings for no, and he's gone... He doesn't think it's a sending off. I don't think it's a sending off either. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. So we got that wrong. So we got that wrong. So a uh, good one for Kelly as well in Montrose. So well done to them. In League Two, uh, newly relegated Peter Head, big winners at the weekend, beating East Fife by three goals to nil. It was a draw between Bonnie Rigg and Dumbarton. Stranraer beat Elgin uh, by a goal to nil. That is an 11 hour round trip from Stranraer to Elgin. So uh, that was a what happy journey down the road. What happened to Stranraer? They got relegated and now they're playing in League Two and now they're playing Elgin. Yeah, they no. won 1 0. Who did? Stranraer beat Elgin 1 0. Oh, that's just because I tipped Stranraer to win the league. Well, they've got off to a good start, Ewan. Did they win? Yeah, they, they beat Elgin 1 0. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Stenhouse Muir 0, 4 4 0. And the Spartans, in their first ever game in League Two, uh, finished 1 1 with Clyde. So that is your roundup from the weekend. It's time to dissect some of the refereeing performances in VAR WTF. La gente está muy loca. Right. 
Let's start with the Dundee Motherwell game because we didn't really chat much about the game there because I wanted to save it for this. So, Dan Casey touched the ball when Liam Kelly had it in his hands. Yes. So, is this a penalty or not, Ewan Cameron? I think it's one of these very grey areas. Okay. So I spotted this when I was watching Sports Scene last night mm -hmm. and I put a little video up on Twitter and over half a million people have watched the video and nobody seems to agree whether it's a penalty or not. Mm -hmm. So just to explain it to those of you who haven't been on my Twitter page or watched Sports Scene last night is that there is an attack from Dundee I think the shot is from Cameron that hits the post. It rebounds to a Dundee striker. The Dundee striker can't sort his fear and it kind of bounces off him into the arms of the Motherwell goalkeeper. The Motherwell goalkeeper stands up and Casey, the centre half, is alongside the goalkeeper and like talking to him about something that happened in the build-up to that attack. And he puts his hand on the ball that's in Ryan's hands. And I'm going, that must be a penalty. The ball's not out of play. The ball is still in play. That surely has to be a penalty. And then the goalkeeper then pulls the ball away from Casey's hand and you can actually see him, because even though I'm not a lip reader, you can actually see him saying, that's a handball. As if to say, what WTF, what are you doing? Yeah. So I put it on Twitter and over half a million people have watched it. And so let me just read out some of the comments on this, right? From Alan, it's... In the goalie's hand, so it's not in play. Once he drops it to his feet, then it's in play. Interesting take. From David McVicker. Technically, it's obviously a pen, though no sporting advantage or disadvantage to either team. Probably one where common sense should prevail. So there you go. You've got two kind of differing opinions, right? But wait, wait, wait. I'm going to get to referees now. Mm -hmm. So I messaged a referee pal of ours. Yeah. And there was also a referee in Twitter who also got involved after seeing that video. So this referee on Twitter called Deeksy says, there's nothing in it. Goalkeeper is in control of the ball. This is microanalysis of an incident that for me is not an offence. The guideline for an infringement for handball wouldn't be met, wouldn't be met in my opinion. That's from a referee. And then Des Roach, who's a friend of this show, mm -hmm. former top flight referee, says it is a, de a penalty a defender can't touch the ball with his hand in the box I think I would be raging if that got given oh, okay so let's so for, for, forget whether you'd be raging or not forget that it's done firmly or in that position right just looking at it from a neutral perspective as we I, both, I don't, as, as I, we, as, I don't think it's a penalty okay right we're both neutrals yeah watching that incident the ball still in play yes or no no, because no, it's no, in the no, 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 no. I'm not. No, no. Well, Steve, you asked me yes or no, and no, I, get, I said no. No. So no, listen to what I'm about to say, right? When the goalkeeper's got the ball in his hands, uh -huh. is he going to be taking a free kick? No. Is he is he taking it to for, be a free kick? Because then the, the the defender can touch it as much as he wants. So I'm at, wait, just listen to my, what I'm saying. Then but you I'm, asked me a question, no, yes I'm or going, no? And I, I said I'm no. Going, I'm going, just yes or no. Right. Okay. Okay. The goalkeeper's got it in his hands, right? Yeah. Is he taking a free kick? No. No. Is he taking a goal kick? No. Is the ball still in play? No. I'll ask again. <laughs> is he about to take a free kick? No. Is he about to take a goal kick? No. So does that mean the ball's in play? No. It's and still in play. It's not. It's not in play. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you why it's, it's not still in play. play. How's it not in play? Because somebody just can't come up and kick the ball out of his hands. Oh, so I can just go up and just hold it like a fucking crystal ball? He wasn't holding it like a crystal ball. He put his hand on it, yes, but it was his clearly was just one of those on mind, mindless things. Right, right. Put, no, 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 he so, so, no, 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 no. hand on it. Yeah, it's it's like right, that, okay, fine. As if he was blessing somebody. Right, okay. It wasn't a penalty. It was. It wasn't a penalty. It was a penalty, mate. It wasn't a penalty. It wasn't a penalty. Right, okay. It just wasn't a penalty. Right, okay. Um, and the goalkeeper's in control of the ball, so therefore... If but th that's irrelevant whether the goalkeeper's it, in control of the ball It's not irrelevant at all. It's not irrelevant, because you're saying is the, is the ball in play, and I'm saying the ball isn't in play. It is in play. Because the goalkeeper's got control the of the ball. ball. The ball is... So, so the right, okay, well, to, well, to take that a wee bit further then, so why don't... Why, why doesn't a striker just come up and try and, like, kick the ball out of his hand then, if the ball's still in play? If the ball's still in play, why, why is a striker not coming up and just putting out his hands? Because that would be, there must there must be a word for it, something conduct, unsporting conduct or something. Right. Right, so, but this wasn't unsporting conduct or anything. This is a, this is a defender. Yeah, so it's not a foul. Right. So, 
So it, it doesn't it doesn't meet the right, it does. as, as well, Stephanie said it, it doesn't meet the threshold. Well, of, hold on a minute. What does he say? He says here nothing in a da, 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 goalkeeper's in control of the ball. Yep. This is microanalysis of an incident that for me is not an offence. The guideline for an infringement for a handball wouldn't be met in my opinion. Yep. That's in his opinion. And it's also in my opinion. Right. So you agree with that referee. Yeah. Whereas I agree with Des Roach. I think it is a penalty. Okay. And I'll tell you why it's a penalty. So see the amount of penalties that were given away last year for a handball. Are those intentional? No, I, th- I think the handball. I think no, the ha- but just generally speaking, I think the handball no, 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 is no, a nonsense. No player who goes in for a slight tackle intentionally so, puts so, his hand out. So you're saying, like, even though those you thought they weren't penalties last year, you think this is a penalty because of that? Some of them were penalties last year, but they're still Swipe, intentional. So, so but what? they're not intentional. And even though the boy who touched the ball on Saturday, the Mudwell defender Casey, it's not intentional. It's still a penalty, right? You've handled but, in the box. But, but Even you, the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper does this. He's got the ball in his hand and he can see that Casey's no. touching it. And Ryan, the goalkeeper... Who's Ryan? What's his name? Who's Ryan? It's Lee Ryan. And, uh, Lee Ryan is from Blue. His name's Liam Kelly. Oh, Liam Kelly. <laughs> Lee Ryan playing in goals. Aye, and... and where did I get Ryan from? I have no idea. Liam Lee Ryan Ke- is in Blue, right, the boy Liam, band. Li- Liam Kelly, right? So Liam Kelly's got it in his right hand, the ball... Casey's got his hands on top of the ball and he moves it to his left hand and you can see him mouth the words, hey, that's handball. So Duncan from Blue handles the ball, (laughs) right? And then Abs from Fives comes over (laughs) and then Keisha from the Sugar Babes was playing at Uh centre-half. Here's here's, here's an interesting one for you then, right? Because I asked this of uh, John, producer John, right? Let's just say the referee clearly doesn't see it right, but let's just assume that a Dundee striker sees that Casey has handled the ball right while it's in the keeper's hand. Mm-hmm. And that Dundee striker goes crazy, screaming, referee, referee, he's handled the ball, he's handled the ball. That then pushes VAR to have a look at it. If VAR look at that, it dense part. I don't think they're giving a penalty. You don't think they give the penalty? I think no. you're wrong. I think they give a penalty. Well, I, and I, I think, think you're Dun- wrong. I think that Dundee have missed out on possibly winning that game. Aye. And that could be the decision that costs them their place in the Premier League. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. You're at it. Right, let's move on By to... By the way, can I say one more thing? Alex Lowry, he saved Scottish football He saved Scottish football, aye, of course he did. Right, OK, let's move on to the other VR decisions at the weekend. So Celtic versus Ross County, Joe Hart bringing down Fraser Murray in the no. box after a terrible touch. No. Was there enough in it for a penalty for you? No penalty. Mm. You think it's penalty? Do I know, don't know. I mean, since, I don't know. I, I, do you know even sports team didn't even look at it as a highlight? I, I think that says more about sports team, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. But um, I think um, I, was, I, 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 I don't know. I, was, I don't know. I, I was genuinely surprised that sports team didn't even look at that as, yeah. a, as a talking point. Well, I'm not. Uh, Kilmarnock versus Rangers. Goldson brought down at the corner by Stuart Finlay. Is that a penalty? Sports team didn't even analyse that. Um, again again we're not surprised by that um, when you've got AI introducing the show um, suggesting that Stephen Thompson's a robot right okay right. Um, was that a penalty or not uh, no no Golson went okay, away to that's all I was wanting Hibs versus St Mirren uh, so it was the Greg Kelty penalty appeal after Joe Newell nah. uh, had put his boot on top of his and then nah. it was given as a penalty oh no that was a penalty that's what I mean oh no it was a, it was a, it was a stonewall penalty yeah he flicked his toe and then he lost his balance. Penalty, yeah, 100%. That's it was a penalty as well. Right, okay. So, and generally, quite a good weekend for VAR. Uh, yes, apart from apart the... From, apart from the Dundee handball phantom... And Lee, Lee Ryan getting uh, right. involved. You and Cameron, what? every single week on this show, we're going to give you the chance and me the chance to put something in the bin of Scottish football. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to fill it every single week with something that is... Getting on our nerves. You and Cameron, you are first up with your nomination. So we're doing alternate weeks? We're going to do alternative okay. weeks. So um, scrunch up a bit of paper, just one of the ones that you've not used, or the one yeah. that you've used. Scrunch up a bit of paper, and I will get the bin. Can I write down what it is so we can just fill the bin with all the stuff that we don't like about Scottish football? That's ex- that's the whole point. Yes. Okay, so I'm so, going to write down what I don't like. So I've got the bin. That's the bin here. I don't know if you can see that. that in the cameras, but there is a bin here. Okay. Um, and you and Cameron, tell us what you, you're you, nominating for putting in the bin. I will decide whether it gets in the bin or not. Oh, no, you'll put this in the bin. Right. You're sick and tired of me talking about it. Yeah. Because I talked about it a lot last season. I've already kind of hinted at it this, 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 this show. Plastic pitches. Plastic pitches. 
Complete ban on plastic pitches. Complete ban on plastic so pitches. Be, no, bear in mind, in the right? the top flight of Scottish No, 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 no. Plastic, you can't just be selective. Oh, no, I'm being selective. Plastic pitches, I am they have to go everywhere. No, 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 just... The, if no. you put that in the bin, plastic pitches will cease to exist. In all of Scottish in, football? In, uh, not just Scottish football, world football. <laughs> <laughs> you, th- this is the seriousness of this, right? If you put plastic pitches uh-huh. in the in the bin, that's them gone forever. There's no such... Plastic pitches didn't exist and, 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 the, and they won't exist going right. forward if you put this in right, the bin. Hold on a wee second here, right? He's making the rules up as he goes along. No, I'm not. No, no, you bloody are. No, I'm you not. You bloody are. I'm because not. Because you are, because you I'm defend not. plastic pitches and I hate them with a passion. I'm not. And I've watched the games at the weekend. But I'm just saying Kilmar- there's a, there's a bigger picture you need to look at here. As I already said to you, Livingston will be the death of football and partly because of that plastic pitch. So my point is plastic pitches have no place in the top flight of Scottish football. Now, I'm not talking about banning plastic pitches for kids to train on or for kids to turn up at the that, park. That's to what play. you're about to do. No, you're I'm about not. to take pitches away from kids uh, pr- producer John go, can you make a decision as a producer of the show can I separate a plastic pitch in the top flight of Scottish football and a kids pitch you can right so plastic pitches top flight of Scottish football you were about to Shh. take plastic pitches away from kids no, I'm not, otherwise I'm not. wouldn't have anybody no, else to play you know why because I believe the kids are our future yeah. teach them well let them lead the way because love and beauty and the possessed inside. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and all that. Cool. So you're wanting to put plastic pitches in the bin? Yeah. Can I do that? I think they deserve to be in the bin. In the top flight of Scottish football? Have to go. Have to go. Scrunch it up. They're, 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 they're destroying Scottish football. Okay, this is how we're going to decide whether it uh, goes in the bin or not. You have to get it in the bin. What? Throw it? Throw it in the bin. In it? And if it, if it goes in, it's in the bin and plastic pitches are gone. All oh, right, brilliant. And if you miss it, okay. plastic pitches can continue. It's, it's quite lengthy for those who are It's absolutely not. This is a very, very, very easy throw. You think it's a makeable shot? Absolutely. Get in! Plastic pitches are in the bin. And uh, you can have your vote as well. We'll stick that up on our Twitter feed and we'll bring you the results next week. Right, so let's move on to the European... Uh, action this week we've got quite a few teams three Lovely. teams in action yeah we've got range, uh, Rangers are taking on oh, Servette Servette and producer Don uh, John is telling me that he's got the draw as well so if you could relay, relay that to is me is the draw being made? yes exactly and I will relay that to everyone else so oh, John right okay well, we never will have heard about time this goes out. You can come on and tell us, John, if you want. So yeah, John, do John it John, from us. the voice of God, he will come from somewhere. Where is he, John? Come on, Hello! John. Hello! There he is. There he is. There he is. So is, this, is this the draw for the Champions the League draw, qualifiers? The cha- both the Champions League draw and Aberdeen are in the Europa League. Oh, yes. Yep. Both draws have been just been made. Go on. Uh, right, Rangers or Servette will take on... PSV Eindhoven oh! or Sturm Graz. Okay, interesting. Aberdeen, however, might be heading to either Lithuania or Sweden because they could either face FK Zalgaris, Vilnius or BK Hacken. BK Hacken? Dunfermline got put out by BK Hacken in the UEFA Cup in 2007. So we're hearing this for the first time and I've got to say, what a chance for Aberdeen to get to the Europa League group stages. So is that the playoff? That's the playoff. Right, okay. Yeah, that's a that's a That's big... a brilliant draw for Aberdeen. What a chance for them to be in amongst the massive boys of Europe in that Europa League. Yeah. <gasps> oh, that's good. And oh, I'm that's sh- really good. BK Hacken, I'm not sure whether they play their home games at their home stadium for Europe or they could play a home match. We d- we certainly played them at the Ulevi Stadium where Aberdeen won the Cup Winners' Cup. In 1983. So there's every chance they could return there. So there's every chance they could move the match That's there. a brilliant draw for them, by the way. Yeah, that is very well good. Done. And what was it again? PSV or...? Stum Graz. So they're the Austrian side who Max Johnson has just signed for. And so. Rangers knocked out PSV last year to get in the Champions League and PSV were raging. Some of the things that they were saying about Rangers in the way they were... Ruud van Nistelrooy is no longer the manager. Oh, is he gone? I think he's gone, How yeah. did PSV do last year in the Dutch league? I think they finished third. Or something okay. like that. Right. Yeah, I think it was, uh, it was third or second. Anyway, I think Rangers will be happy with that draw as well if they get through Servette. Uh, Hearts are taking on Rosenberg this week. Uh, will they get through? Well, yeah. the, fir- the first leg's away. Mm-hmm. So the second leg's at Tynecastle. So that, that gives us a really good chance. And I was really impressed with us at the weekend. So if we were to come back from Norway with a 1-1, I would bite your hand off for that. Because see a rocking Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. The second leg on a under the floodlights. So this is who Hearts could play 
if they get through this into the playoffs, they could play Fiorentina. Yeah. Club Bruges. I know. Partizan Belgrade. I know. Uh, Palk Salonica. Yeah, I'll take uh, them. Hadjuk Split. I'll take them. Maccabi Tel Aviv. I'll take them. Or AEK Larnaca. i take them. But there's a few games, obviously, to go there. Yeah. And so we don't know quite who are there. So. Anyway, big week for Scottish football. Hibs getting through versus Luzerne as well. I think they've got a chance. Okay. I, again, they've got a goal threat. I think they've got a chance. Okay, okay. Right, let's move on to our football conspiracy theories. So oh, This is a good one. I m- picked a first one. Mind when Robbie Williams went that mad way and became obsessed with UFOs and that. That's basically you and Cameron over the summer. So you've yeah. turned yourself into Mulder off of X-Files and you would like to discuss conspiracy theories. Ewan, you have the floor. So I think what we should do once a week is that we pick one particular story that the conspiracy theory still lives and thrives today. It could even be a rumour that mm-hmm. still lives and thrives today. And we all love a good conspiracy theory. Absolutely. Marilyn yeah. Monroe, JFK, mm-hmm. um, Roswell. I don't, I don't think that was a rumour or a conspiracy. What? I think JFK and Marilyn Monroe were very much a thing. Yeah, no, but how it came about, how it happened. That Was it the CIA? Was it the lone gunman oh, in the oh, right. repository? I, I thought you meant them being like an item. And I think, no, no, I think they very much were. Oh, no, no, no I, watched, I, I watched the documentary and he was yeah. definitely... Yeah. yeah, and Bobby. And Bobby as well. And Bobby as well, yeah. Well, that, I watched the Bobby Kennedy... Um, thing on Netflix. Netflix, and they talked it's about that. Good, yeah. And, and, yeah, really interesting. So, yeah, with, with all that in mind, football has its own conspiracies. And I don't think that we should just limit this to Scottish conspiracy theories because you could go back to the 1978 World Cup and the conspiracy surrounding Argentina yep and then winning the World Cup so this is not just about me or you if there's anyone out there listening has got a really good football conspiracy that you would love us to debate and chat about then get in contact with us it doesn't just have to be in Scotland it can be anywhere in the world let us know on our Twitter page what's our Twitter page? at Big Football Scott okay so this is the first one and I have never in all the years that I've known Stephen and worked with Stephen, asked him about this. I'm going to take you back to 2003. Rangers 6, Dunfermline 1. You're a Dunfermline fan. Mm-hmm. An injury time penalty by Mikel Arteta clinched the SPL title for Rangers in an amazing afternoon at Ibrox. I'm just reading the BBC website, by the way. Uh, Rangers were 5-1 up as the match entered the last few minutes. But with Celtic 4-0 up at Rugby Park and still playing, they knew the championship was not yet theirs. But then Arteta stepped up to slot the ball past Derek Stilley after Neil McCann had been brought down. The Ibrox nerves were finally settled as he went on to secure the title with that penalty from Arteta. Speaking after Celtic's 4-0 win at Rugby Park, Chris Sutton let rip, saying, We knew Rangers were a good side, but today is a bit of a hollow victory for them. I think everybody could have virtually predicted the result at Ibrox before kickoff. Well, many people did. It's a disappointing it's disappointing for the players who have put in all the effort. We knew they'd lie down, and they have done. So that was Chris Sun after the game. He then went on to apologise for those comments, and he got a four-match ban. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're a Dunfermline fan. Yeah. And that conspiracy still lives and breathes today after all these years. Chris Sutton's apologised for his comments. So I'm going to ask you as a Dunfermline fan, I'm going to take you back to 2003. Who was the manager? Jimmy Calderwood. Where were Dunfermline in the league at that point? Were they safe? Yeah, top six, yeah. Top we, six. We were in the top six. So they had nothing to play for? Uh, I don't think so, no. Right. I think we finished I think we finished fifth. Okay, so there's Dunfermline, fifth in the league with nothing to play for, turning up at Ibrox, so Rangers know they have to win and win comfortably to have a chance of winning the title. You know Jimmy Calderwood and you know that Dunfermline team from 2003. Um, um, you and your Dunfermline pals... Do you think today, or did you think back then, that Dunfermline lay down? No. 100%. 100%. Despite the conspiracies, the rumours, yep. the theories were going around at the time, there was a couple of Rangers fans in the Dunfermline team, that Jimmy Calder may well have been a Rangers the, fan. I'm, I'm, I'm sh- well, Jimmy Calder is a Rangers, fan. a Rangers fan, and there probably would have been a couple of Rangers fans in that team. Yeah. But I can also tell you there was a couple of Aberdeen fans in that Dunfermline team as well, who obviously aren't big fans of Rangers. Yes. I can tell you the guy who gave away the penalty, Chris McGrorty, was a Celtic fan. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, He's a Celtic fan. Do you honestly think you were going to throw this at me and I hadn't had this before? 
Because <laughs> so, I've never asked you about it. Yeah, no, I've totally. Never, you haven't to be fair. You haven't to be fair. So, so, so Chris McGrorty, who gave away that penalty for the sixth goal. I am, I am ninety nine percent certain that it was him who gave away that penalty. I will double check. But, but see, in the heat of the moment, I, I when, also, when, I also think that there is, there is no way that that the players in that team would have gone out and been given the instructions to lie down to Rangers. Rangers. And to counteract that point, you know, Chris Sutton obviously famously came out after and said, don't fail and lay down to Rangers and all the rest there. Um, Alan Thompson missed a penalty at Rugby Park that day that would have made it 5-0 to Celtic. So he did. Would anyone have said that Kilmarnock were lying down to Celtic that yeah. day? I mean, they, they would have lost by five goals Aye. as well. They lost by four goals. Yeah. But, you know... So, like... so, so, so I mean, I mean you, you still hear people talking about it. I think in the heat of the moment, I can understand why Chris Sutton said that. But I think deep down, he knows it's not true. And he's apologised for it. And he's right to apologise for it. And he got a four-match ban. And he accepted it. But it's one of those stories that just will not go away. Very much like what happened with Hearts in 1985-86. Maybe we get to that one one week. I'm sure we will. But um, but you you yourself, because here, here's, here's my thing about a team lying down. After all these years, when there's so many people meant to be, that are involved in that particular game, you'd think somebody would have broke rank by now to say, by the way, just, just to put on record, we actually did lie down to the, that day. Mm, I'm not sure they would, to be honest. Do you not yeah. think so if there's so many people were involved in it? No, so you, I, think, you think the truth would have come out by now? I'm just spilling through the... I'm just spilling through it here. What, the Infirmary team? And let me see. So uh, the penalty's just been given. Stuart Dougal was the referee that day. And it's... I'm just waiting for a replay for it to come up. Now, it wasn't Chris McGrory who made the challenge. I thought it was. So I'll take that back. But he, for example, was a Celtic fan. Yeah. And he was playing that. Is, is he a defender? He was a left back. Left yeah. back. Um... I mean, because I mean, obviously, it was a huge match. It was, oh, no, it, was, it, was, it was a title decider. Yeah, that by awarding that penalty, it was de- it was deciding the title. It was either Rangers' title or Celtic's title. But I just thought that'd be a good one to start with in regards to going forward for the season. Something who was wearing number fifteen. If it if it was number sixteen, it was Chris McGrory, and I was thought it was him in my head. So I can tell you, it was actually Scott Walker who was the Scott Walker who played with St Mirren. Um, and then went on to play with Dunfermline for a couple of seasons back to St Mirren and then sort of like skittered around the lower leagues and stuff so um, I don't know um, but it's definitely not any conspiracy around that there's... I don't think there's any conspiracy around okay. that and I actually thought he won the ball and he was a bit unlucky so anyway if you want to get involved in the conspiracy theory chat you can do so at Big Football Scott uh, you can leave your conspiracy theory there and then we will attack it over <laughs> the next few weeks and months right uh, let's do Legends Lottery we had so many shouts for this year and so uh, let's go through some of the shows, and we have a wheel as well. So I'm going to wheel myself across here. So what what what's this wheel meant to do? So what we'll do is, um, we will write all the names of the legends on this wheel, spin it, and then we have to try and get them on the show. So why did we not write the names on the wheel before we started the show? Uh, because we didn't have time. Okay. So you're uh, writing it live on the show. I'm writing it live. Do on you want the me to sh- shout out some of the names? Yes, please do. Uh, Dragon Mladenovic. Mladenovic, right? Mladenovic. Okay, Who did he play with? He played with Rangers. He was a Serbian midfielder, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that was from DC. He nominated that. Ricky would like Guido van de Kemp. Uh, Guido van de Kemp, yeah, that's Him. fine. Van de Kemp. Um, okay. David Sinclair. David Sinclair, yeah. Uh, David... Sinclair. Uh, John would like Daniel Kuzan. Oh, Daniel Kuzan, yeah. What's, what's he doing with himself now? I know uh, he's probably. Well, I'm sure player. we'll find out if we get him on, right? Okay. That's fine. You've got a couple that more. Was, there. That was from John. Thanks, for that, John. Uh, Shite Sports Opinion Evander Snow, Mo Bangura, or Thomas Rock- Rockney. Tom, Thomas Rockney, yeah, he was a defender. Yeah, I'm he sure. was. He played yeah. under Ronnie Dyla, I'm sure. Um, um, you got it, those names? Yep, yeah, got them, yep. Yeah. Okay, can I go on? Yep. Uh, Thomas. Yeah, uh, Evo Den Beeman. Evo Den Beeman. Who's that? Uh, he. I played, don't recognise that. Played with Dunfermline. He played with. Um, I'm sure he played with Wraith Rovers. Is, as it, well, is, it just, is it just your pals and family that are getting involved in this? No, not at all. No. Uh, Ali Mitchell. Ali Mitchell. I'm sure he played with Kilmarnock. I think. Tommy Coyne. I remember Tommy Coyne. Tommy Coyne played with Celtic and uh, Hibs. Uh, Dundee. Motherwell. Yeah, Dundee. Was yeah. he not at Hibs as well? Uh, I th- mm, I'm not sure. 
Uh, Tom Brown. Falkirk. What about Tom Brown? Uh, Tom Brown, I've never heard of in my life. Oh, don't put him on then. Was he for Kilmarnock? Had a great moustache, according to producer Don. Uh, Stevie says Hans Eskilsson. Hans, is he Dundee United? What do you say? I don't. Uh, oh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen. You, was, uh, we need to find him. Right, okay, why? RB wants uh, Rudy Scatchel. Okay, Rudy Scatchel. That's all we need to find. We need so, Rudy Scatchel. Right, okay, but it, it, it depends if they actually fit up on the board. Uh, who else have we got? A couple if more? Martin wants Big Mark Yardley. Oh, Mark Yardley, he's a Sitting legend. Sitting legend. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where else did he play? Uh, he played with Aloha, I think okay. I'm sure as well. Uh, J- and JD says Gabriel Amato. Gabriel Amato, right. That's... Oh, there's a good one. Scott Severn, Gordon suggested that. Oh, I've got no room. Who can we take off? Take the brown boy off. Uh, Tom Brown Tom Brown he had a great moustache though you get him off right I'm going to spin the wheel and then we'll find out who we can get on next week are you ready give me a countdown you and Cameron in five four three two one spin the wheel who's the legend we're going to try and get on the show next week the legend's wheel is Davy Sinclair who's he he played with Aith Rovers he won the cup we're Aith Rovers. Amazing. The League so, Cup. Davey oh, Sinclair. Would Gordon DL not know who that is? I'm sure Gordon DL will 100% be able to get him for us. So Davey yeah. Sinclair is hopefully going to be on the show next week. That is who we've chosen. This time next week we'll have a legend on the show. If you've got any more shouts yes. for the Legends Lottery as well, uh, you can get in touch at Big Football. Scott, remember, and it's time to move on to our quiz at yes. the end of the show. So, producer John, if you'd like to please appear from wherever you are sitting at this moment in time. I think we we need to do this, and then he'll eventually, he'll just appear from somewhere. Producer John, speak to us, please. Hello! There we are. Yes, he's there. Okay, right, you've got a quiz for us, yeah? I do indeed, Stephen. Okay, so it's called The Shootout, and each of us will receive five questions in a penalty shootout style, so take it in turns to answer, with the victor getting the bragging rights for the week. So it's me versus you and Cameron. There is a slight twist, though, is at any point you can play the top bin card. Now, it'll be a harder question, but it'll be worth two points. Okay? Okay. So we can, can we only do that once, producer Don, John, yeah? Yes. Okay, right. So, producer John, you're the quiz master. Please take it away. Who's going first? Right, let's flip a coin, see who's going. But hold on, Stephen. I'm having technical problem with this gear. Hold on. All right, that's, that, that's okay. I have a coin here, if that helps. No, you're not flipping the coin. Why not? You're, 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 you're... We, can, we can do best of three. No, we're not doing best of three. Just one flip of the coin like what a referee right. does. No, he- producer heads, John he- can do Heads or tails? Well, just flip on the floor then. Right, okay. I'm heads or tails? I'm going to go tails. Yes! Tails never fails. Right. Um, I'll, I'll be going first because if you go first on a penalty shootout, you've got the advantage and puts pressure on the other team. Okay, that's fine. Now, so we're we're not sure where producer John is at this moment. I'm time. back. Okay. He's back. Great. So you and Cameron's going first. We've flipped a coin and uh, we are ready to go. Okay? You're ready to go with the big shootout quiz then. Let's go for it. Let's yes! Let's go! Right, okay. Ewan, your first question. Go on. Who were the last side to beat Celtic in the league? St Mirren. It's not St Mirren, it was Hibs. Hibs beat Celtic at the end of last season, young oh, good. So they did 4-2. Right, okay, four John. 4-2 in the last game of the season. There we go, right. Uh-huh. So so no score for you. Shit. And let's go for question number one for me, John. Go for Stephen it. Stephen Mill, what team did Danilo join Rangers from? He oh. joined them from Feyenoord. No, this is a... <laughs> A goal, easy. That's a goal. One nil to me. One nil to me. Right, okay. Right, okay. You and your next question. Name any Scottish Premiership manager who is currently in their first full-time permanent managerial role. Name any Scottish Premiership manager who is currently in their first full-time manager role. Can you repeat the question, please? Oh, for goodness sake, Ewan. Just repeat the fucking question! Name any Scottish Premiership manager who are, who's currently in their first full-time permanent managerial role. There's three that you can have. Shut up, right? You know the answer's fucking easy for you. It's so easy! This is oh painful. Oh, my God, this is... McAvoy! McAvoy? Uh, yes, I've got it. Do you know what? I've got to give you that. Oh. Yes! 
even though he's not really the manager. We know no, it's not. Yes. Manager. Right, no, okay, no, right. Okay, move on, right, come on. Okay. Uh, right, okay. Callum Patterson plays for which English side, oh, Steve? He plays for Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday. 2-1 to 2-1 one to one me. Easy. Get okay. done here. Ewan, who is currently top of League 2? Oh my god! Why, why my questions are so fucking hard? My god, you don't get this in millionaire, do you? Shut up! I'm getting done here. <laughs> Just pick a team. He's five. Yeah. East uh, five got beat three 0 <laughs> So they, they're at the bottom of the table. Right. Okay. What's the answer? Peter Head. <laughs> I mentioned it. What did they win by? Three 0 against East five. You literally, you picked the right game, but the wrong team. Young goon. Right, okay. Brilliant. Uh, which country will host the men's 2026 oh World God. Cup final, Stephen? I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm getting absolutely uh, done here. America, I believe. It is, uh, maybe, yeah. That is, yeah, that's a goal for you, yeah. Stephen. Do you mean the final or the tournament shut itself? Up. Just shut up. Tournament itself is obviously America, Canada, Shut Mexico. Up. Yeah, Shut yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a goal for me. So uh, you and I mean this is this is getting to sudden death stage now. Shut up. Can I can I go for a top bin penalty? Yeah, yeah, you can go for the top bin. Oh wow, right. I need okay. the points. Okay. What did I get for this? Two points. You two, get two points, points for yeah. this. Right, okay, you in. Top bin top question. Bin. The top bin question is how many goals did Kyogo Furahashi score last season? Oh my god. <laughs> what just in the league or everywhere? Everywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you really why are you laughing? And because I know you'll not get that. Am I going to get a bit of leeway to either side? No, of absolutely no, that's not. That's the top bin question. No, but surely you should give me some leeway. Like no, to either side of the right Absolutely answer not. Without... Answer the question. We need an exact answer. It's the top bin question. You know what happens. I'm going to go for 34. 34. And Marshall has saved! <laughs> it's 27 euros. Right, so... In all competitions! But... In all competitions, it was only 27. Right. I thought he got that in the league itself. Hmm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, I, that's what Wikipedia said, Ewan, so... I don't think 34 is even right, anyway, so you would have got it wrong. So does that mean... It doesn't matter, just move on to the fifth question. I don't right, even know I, what the score is. Do you know what? I think Stephen's just won by default, actually. I don't, I don't think care. we have to go. I think want, what, what, did, what did you say, Ewan? I said 34 in all competitions. Far be it from me to stick up for you and Cameron. You've looked at the wrong part of Wikipedia, John, because he scored 27 goals in the league and overall he scored 34 goals. Yes! Oh, so, so you're back in the game. It's 3-3. It's 3-3. Wow, here we go. We're back in play. Let's go. Right, Stephen's fourth question. 3-3. Three, three. Right, okay. Oh, I can't believe that. Hey, listen, I, I think thanks. I deserve a thanks no, there. No, because you know what it's happened. It's fair play. Loads of people would have gotten exactly. contact on Twitter and says, well, yeah, go okay. on. Who was named Young Player of the Year by the PFA last season, Stephen? Young player of the year by the PFA. So is this players? a top bin question? No, this is not no. a top bin question. This is. Did you haven't asked for it. No. So this was last year, and this is this is voted for by the players. Who did they vote for? Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. It was. I know who it is. Can I get a bonus on this? No. Okay. No. Was it Tillman? <laughs> Right. Right, okay, right. Okay. Come down to the final the final questions. Here yeah. we go. Right. Ewan, in which year did Rangers last win a domestic treble? Domestic treble. A domestic treble? It's, uh, this isn't complicated, Ewan. Yeah, I know it's not complicated, but I need I need look I need in my head just Would it have been under Walter Smith when he came back the second time? That Lovenkranz goal, was that for the header in the Scottish Cup? Was that? Was that to win a treble? I don't think that was to win a treble, was it? Do you know the answer, Stephen? I've got a fair idea, yeah. Was it Walter Smith in his second time round? Come on, you in. Shut Come on! Shit. Come on! You, you need to shut your face because you're annoying me by just putting the pressure on. No, but this is the final question. If you get this wrong, you've I've won. basically got an open goal. Well, you've won. You're 4 3 Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, I don't even That's why I've get it right. Yeah, exactly. Right, so come on. A domestic treble. 2000 and 
nine. And Marshall has saved! Yes! Stupid answer that was. How? Because I'm thinking right and saying, you'll correct me, John, Alex McLeish was the manager the last time they won the treble, and I think it was 2002. Two. Four? Five. 2003. 2003. Oh, right. Okay. Do you know what? You can. You, you really probably need this one, Stephen, actually, for the win, because you can still... It's 4-3 at the moment to you, Stephen. No, because that was his fifth question. No, that, it wasn't. It was, yes, it was his was fifth. It, was that? Oh, because he started. It was, he yeah, started, yeah. Started. So, you can ask me the question, and then... To, okay, then. I'll, do, I'll do it anyway, okay. just for a laugh. Matt O'Reilly has under 21 caps for which country? Denmark. There we go. There we right, go. let's move on. And there we are. And that wraps up the show today thank you so much for having us on on the big scottish football podcast oh one more thing one more thing alex lowry safe scottish football yeah apparently so apparently so this has been the big scottish football podcast a huge thank you to you for all for listening and watching as well you can see us now on youtube by searching for the big scottish football podcast or head to youtube.com forward slash clyde one ssb you can get in touch for all your usual stuff your conspiracies and also your legends lottery nominations we are still taking them just look on instagram and facebook and twitter it is at big football scott on twitter and just search for the big scottish football podcast on youtube as well if you want to find us there you can subscribe you won't miss a podcast and you can vote for a scottish football what you want to put in the bin as well plastic pitches are in the bin currently yes but you can vote them out the bin if you want that's how it works on this so we'll we'll get the results of that next week and we'll see you next monday at the usual time for the big Scottish football podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. Cheers!